Welcome to the Beyond the Moment podcast, where we focus on the moments that matter and celebrate that even the most mundane task or activity in our lives can be a God moment where we connect what we are doing or experiencing with God's greater call to love and serve him. No matter what season of life we find ourselves in, God has a mission and a purpose for us. And together, we'll help you create a missional lifestyle in the midst of everyday moments. Each podcast, we'll be bringing Micah 6-8 to the forefront of our lives and asking ourselves how we can do justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with our God in each moment and beyond. This is Beyond the Moment. Hi, friends. I'm your co-host, Rebecca Lindhout. And I'm your other co-host, Amanda Martinson. And you're listening to Beyond the Moment. And we have a podcast now. Heck yeah, we do. (laughs) (laughs) We have a missions podcast. We better get serious. We um, could not be more amateur at this, but we are ever so excited that this happened because do you remember how this even came to be? How we even started this? I was thinking about this the other day. We wanted to have a place where we could talk very openly, honestly, have really good conversations about real life and what missions looks like in real life. And you walked into my office one day and you said, why don't we just start a podcast? <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah. When you would have a conversation about missions, you just start a podcast. Yeah. And I was like, do you think we're professional enough to have a podcast? And you're like, absolutely. So, <laughs> so you gave, you gave birth to the dream is what I'm saying. <laughs> absolutely. But it is, I, we are, we are so excited for this. We've been planning this for a long time because um, we really did. We we work for admissions organizations, but both of us uh, work for WMU of North Carolina, right? We are we are in the throes every day of what missions looks like amongst everyday life and what really, truly being a missionary on your own mission field every single day, what does that look like? And so we just wanted a place where we could come and talk about what does that look like in everyday life? So here we are. Amateurs and all. (laughs) We're going to do it right now. What does it look like in everyday life? We are, we are diving in to the deep end. There's no dipping the toe in. This is just full-blown diving into the deep end here, you know. Better be the deep end. We're not going to, we're we're not diving into the shallow end. It's going to be deep stuff. That's right. Mission's light. (laughs) Yeah. Well, here is what I know about both of us. We have a lot of things in common. You and I have worked together now for over a year. Um, I have been on staff here at WMU since the fall of 2017. You came on in the throes of the midst of a pandemic last year and had to dive headfirst into your role. Um, I am the leadership development consultant and you are the adult consultant. And so um, we have lots of lots of roles and hats that we play and wear here with WMU in North Carolina. But One of the things that I knew immediately when you came on, I was like, oh, we're going to have a good time together because you love to have fun. I love to have fun. You are super creative and you have just come in with such a passion for like just coming in with a fervor of let's look at um, how we can make missions just active in our everyday lives, you know, because I think a lot of times. Um, you know, for people that might be listening that they're like, I don't even know what that is, you know, because I, mean, I can remember a time when missions was not part of my vocabulary. So if you had to put words to missions, and what does that mean when we're saying 
um, you know, we're on mission with God every day. What, what for you is, is, is that like? Well, I think, thanks for those um, accolades there. <laughs> now I have to live up to being super fun and on fire for missions. <laughs> uh, today I was just going to be an ember, but now I've got to be a fire. <laughs> You're on fire. That's right. <laughs> so for me, I guess a part of my background is that I can't remember a time when missions was not a thing for me um, yeah. because I was in Mission Friends. And uh, Mission Friends, for those of you who don't know, is uh, missions for kids who are um, kindergarten and younger. And um, it's when you kind of just, um, as a Amanda said earlier, you stick your toe in the, in the water. Um, but I was in Mission Friends. I always loved it. Um, but I think for me now, as after having been a children's minister for many years, I, I recognize that missions has to be where you are in the moment that you're in, just in the same way that you try to get your kids to eat vegetables. Mm -hmm. um, missions is good for us all. Missions is good for the kingdom. But also, like, sometimes you just got to stick them in there somewhere, you know? Yeah. And sometimes we think that we're waiting for this big moment um, to happen, like uh, God is going to call me to, to, to go to Thailand. And mm -hmm. if he doesn't call me to go to Thailand, then I, I, I just don't really have a part in missions. But um, Tony Campolo once said, actually, um, I don't know if it's in a book of his or anything, but I know for sure that he said it at a conference that he spoke at. He said, so many college students are waiting uh, for God to open the door to to their calling to what what mm -hmm. God wants them to do and they're waiting and they're waiting to see where God calls when God has you know open doors everywhere you yeah. just got to walk through them and sometimes it's a fit and sometimes it's not and so that's kind of the approach that I have taken is um is especially you know when I'm working with children um you know, you do small things all the time and those small things add up to big things and they add up to a, a, a passion and a fervor to do bigger things. So maybe it's uh, reverse trick-or-treating um, at your local nursing home uh, at, yeah. around Halloween that sets that fire or that ember for, you know, later going on mission. But I know for sure that if people don't learn about missions, then people don't go on missions. Yeah. So I think that is that's huge. Mm -hmm. I love that. And what I, what I love about, about missions is because it is so cross-generational. And I think about you, you're someone who, who really grew up in it and I grew up in church, but I would not say that I grew up in missions necessarily, which I think gives kind of an interesting perspective now, you know, as, as an adult and as someone who, who works, you know, now in missions is to see, um, you know, I, for me, I mean, I came in a little bit later as, as an acting and I, and I always say I was a sporadic acting, um, which acting is, uh, is an organization is a, is a missions group, um, for, for teen girls, like that middle school to high school range. Um, just similar to what Becca was saying just a minute ago with mission friends, but I said, I was a sporadic acting cause I showed up for the fun stuff. Like I showed up when they would go, you know, when they would do um, mission projects or fun things, um, you know, the occasional Bible study. Um, but that was sort of my entryway into missions is, was, was that group and just being able to go and to do things. Um, and then as an adult, I, you know, I got involved, um, 
much, much deeper in my church and, and ended up going back and leading act teens at a certain point. And, uh, and but WMU was my entryway into missions. And I always say, I don't know if, if it wasn't for that, I don't know that I would know about missions, you know, and I, and I think we call it, we call it different things now, you know, we'll call it outreach, we'll call it, um, you know, community or community service. I mean, all that kind of stuff is, is missions. Um, but I, I love, I love what you were just saying about that. And I think that's super important. It's, it's that action, right? It's that, it's that action. It's where we talk about being the hands and the feet of Jesus and what it's you said is so true. Wheels, right? It's ministry on wheels. Yeah. It's what I, I was telling. Um, I have a little, um, missions group at, I do mops kids and, um, and I do the missions group, uh, while the moms are in their mops meeting. And I was asking them last night, what is mission, mis- oh, not what is mission, what is ministry? Mm-hmm. And they were like, it's loving Jesus. It's telling other people about Jesus. And I was like, yeah, it's all the things. It's just loving people in the name of Jesus. Yeah. And so like that's, that's missions is, is helping people to understand that, that you can go and love people in the name of Jesus yeah. anywhere, anytime, um, even in the line at Wegmans, you know? That's right. And that it doesn't have to look a certain way. Like, I, I think that's one of the biggest things I have conversations with, um, you know, with people sometimes in regards to missions is I think we, we think it needs to look a certain way. It goes back to what you're saying about, we think it's, it's a mission trip to a foreign country. We think it's, um, you know, going and doing these really, really big, huge things that make this big impact. And it is that sometimes, but a lot of times it is at home with your family. It is, you know, in the role of being a caretaker, it is in the role of a ministry leader as a parent, as a grandparent, an aunt, uncle, I mean, you name it. I mean, it, it's those small things. And I mean, that's really how you and I landed on this name for this podcast, because we were kept going back and forth about, you know, we have these big moments that happen to our, you know, to us in our lives, but we have these really small moments and those matter just as much to God. You know, those, those things, um, like you're saying, I mean, going, you know, even into nursing homes, going and doing things like that, you know, having ministry opportunities within your church, within your family, within your friend group. I mean, that is missions. And so I think, I hope, you know, my hope and prayer for this is that we have conversations that people, you know, start to go, oh, I didn't know that that was missions, you know, and that those, mo- those moments, you know, matter just as much. So I love that. And, you, and I think that we also think that we have to reach some level of Christian expertise before we can do missions. Yes. Yeah. You know, and, and I think that if people, more people went on mission and realized what a mission trip or experience is like, it's kind of like a, a bunch of people who, who don't necessarily have it all together, but they're all working in Jesus name and he works it yeah. out. Yeah. Um, you know, I, when I was in Romania for summer what I thought was missions was completely different than what God showed me missions was. Sometimes, you know, missions is playing soccer in a cow pasture, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> because yeah. it opens doors to relationships. Yeah. I love that. I think that is key. What you just said is missions opens the doors to relationships. And, and I, I think that is so important and that's the way we've got to view it. So, I mean, I think about people who are, you know, might be listening to this, that, you know, they go to a eight to five job every day and they're going, I, you know, how, how can I be on mission? You know, I can't be out doing things. You're on mission in your job, right? Because, you know, you might be surrounded by people every single day that need the the hope of Jesus, that need the love of Jesus. I, I love that so much. Um, the way that you worded that, that's it. I mean, it, and it goes back to, um, 
you know, what we were saying about just in that every, in those everyday moments during playing soccer, you know, being with your kids, um, you know, being with family, being in a friend group in a small group. I mean, those relationships, that's, that's where it's cultivated and that's where it starts. There was a missionary, um, in my church from my church, uh, to Chile when she came home on furlough, uh, she spoke, she spoke to my, my group. And then later on, uh, when she retired, she came and she was my youth minister for a little while. So I just couldn't help, but, you know, love missions. Cause it was in every fiber of her being. And she just like shot it like laser beams into our brain. <laughs> That's what missionaries do. They send Jesus laser beams into your brain. <laughs> so, but one time she said it, and it's something that you've probably heard before. We've all probably heard before. She said, every day you should pretend that there's a sign over your door that when you walk out, it says you are now entering the mission field. Mm. But I think that we can turn that both ways. I think, you know, for so many of us with families and, and, and just life at home, you, you, that, that signs on the other side of the door too. When you walk into your house, you are now entering the mission field. When you get in your car with, with a friend or with kids, you are now entering the mission field. Yeah. A hundred percent. You know, I was actually thinking, um, before we started recording, I was actually thinking about, um, the early throes of motherhood. Cause, um, another thing that, that you and I have in common is that we both have two girls. Um, and, Mine are at the time right now, six and eight. Yours are five and 11, five and 11. So we have, you know, they're all kind of in those similar ages. And I was thinking earlier, I thought, you know what? I feel like for me, I think I might've missed a little bit of an opportunity when I was in those early stages of motherhood to really view that as a mission field. And I mean, don't get me wrong. Listen, when you're in the throes of it, it is hard. I mean, you're, you know, late nights, you know, changing diapers all the time. I mean, you're doing really, you're doing good just to keep yourself going, you know? Um, <laughs> you know, so we have to, but there's some grace we got to give ourselves in that. But as I look back on that, I think, you know, I don't know that I, I viewed it as important work, you know, um, you know, my girls are, are two years apart. So they were, you know, you know, really they're close and uh, in age. And I mean, I remember thinking I've got two in diapers and, you know, I'm just barely getting by here. And I knew that it was important work, but I, I think, you know, looking back, there was part of me now that wished maybe I would have viewed it more as, as this, this is my mission field right now, you know, but I think it's hard as, and as women, we're pulled in so many different directions. It's hard to, to kind of narrow that focus down. But I was thinking about that earlier. Like I kind of, you know, I wish if I could go back, I would view it more like that, you know? <laughs> Lullaby and good night. <laughs> the next Mother Teresa. Read your Bible. Study Jesus. You will live on missions one day. Yeah. Was, did you just make that up? <laughs> I did. I'm, I'm on the fly like that. Yeah. You know? That was good. <laughs> that, that was that was my lullaby jam for missions. But uh yeah, I mean, I think I think for me, like, especially one of the like I don't like sit down at the dinner table and we don't talk about, you know, yeah, yeah. Gonna die Hudson or whatever. <laughs> you don't really <laughs> <laughs> but when we get in the car. Uh, every morning on the way to school, we don't have on music, we don't have on laptops or anything like that, or mm -hmm. iPads. We um, we we pray and we yeah. pray for our day, and then we go through our prayer list. And always on our list is, uh, 
you know, and I'll just tell you what our prayer list is because you can pray for them too, um, is baby Jacob and baby Cece. Jacob um, has hearing issues and heart issues. Baby Cece has Turner syndrome. Mimi's heart, which is grandma's heart, and mm -hmm. Anna's muscles, which is a, a young lady who we pray for who has um, some, some muscular issues. Yeah. And so we always, always pray for them. And then we add people to that. And it's been really awesome as we have had these, these prayer times where we, especially intercessory prayer time, uh, where we've seen God answer prayers. And I've been able to say, see, God does yeah. move. God does work. This is why we, this is why we share about Jesus because he can do anything. Yeah. Um, and just like today, after we dropped Josie off at school, I was taking Phoebe to my mom's. And uh, I had the daily audio Bible on because uh, it's just a really good way for me to get my my daily um, Bible study in. And because you are so busy and mm -hmm. everything's going on. And, you know, my kids are not probably going to remember seeing mom sitting down and reading her Bible every day uh, at the kitchen table or on her knees by her bedside. But they will remember that mom was listening to the Bible every yeah. time we got in the car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um but it was the story of Samuel. And I don't know, you guys, my daughter, Phoebe, um, she sounds kind of like the, a cross between like a Disney character and a, a like heavy smoker. <laughs> if, such a, if such a thing existed, <laughs> it would be Phoebe. <laughs> yeah, that would be Phoebe. And uh, you change over Disney character. And, um, I, I do not, I do not allow my child to train smoke, just so you know. <laughs> Note. Really, <laughs> really nasty voice. And this morning we were, she was, we were listening on the way and I was actually, you know, thinking about something else and she was listening. It was telling the story of, um, uh, Samson and it said, um, you know, it gone through the tricks that his wife had played, Delilah had played. And then, um, and then it said, he finally told her that if you cut the braids of my hair, mm -hmm. I'll be weak like every other man. And she said, mommy, dad is not white. <laughs> and I was like, what are you talking about? It's the Bible. <laughs> she said, he said that he would be weak like every other man. And my daddy is not weak. <laughs> I, was like, oh. so I love that. Use that as a missions moment, a moment yeah. that about you know we talked about the rest of the story and and about um how he he lost his opportunity to f work for god and and how he pulled down the columns and everything fell down and she goes and then what and then i was like and then he died and she was <laughs> oh no <laughs> and uh so but you know it was like um but so we had been watching this move this show the night before do you, do you guys watch crikey it's the irwins uh, no, but I've heard of it. We've seen the commercials for it. Yeah, yeah. They had, they had this. The, okay, how does a Joey relate to missions? Okay, so they had this Joey last night, and the, the and the uh, mother had passed had passed on to the great uh, kangaroo beyond, <laughs> and they were trying to incubate basically this this baby kangaroo, and we were trying. It was always always touch and go because they're real, definitely going to show you that a, a baby Joey is you know doesn't make it on a children's show. So, <laughs> So in the end, she fell asleep before the end, but right before she fell asleep, I said, I really think this, I think this is, Joey is going to live. I really think it's going to live. She was like, I don't know, mom. <laughs> and then this morning, and it did live, but she didn't get to see it. She fell asleep. And so this morning after I said, 
and but Samson, you know, Samson died. And I said, but guess who lived? And I was trying to get to say that Sandy, the Joey lived and she was, and I said, but guess who lived or guess who's alive? And she said, Jesus is alive. And I was like, yes, my yes, girl, <laughs> that is it. That and a little kangaroo. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it happens naturally. And I think that's it. Like for anybody even listening that that's like, I don't know that I can, you know, what, I don't know what that looks like for me. I mean, I, I think in a lot of ways it just comes natural and it's those relationships. Like you said, I mean, it, whether it's with your kids, whether it's at home around the dinner table, I mean, the same, I mean, we, you know, my girls and I have had really good conversations just sitting at the table coloring, you know, and it's not life-changing stuff, you know, but, but it's, but it it's, is. it's seeds, you know, that, that are being planted and, and that foundation. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I think like, there are just so many kinds of mission fields. And of course, like, like you said, we have missionaries who we need to support and pray for and, and, and encourage because they are really serving in some of the most dangerous parts of the world, trying to carry the gospel there, you know? And so you have, you have pieces of missions that, that are those. And then you have, you know, times where you're sitting around your table or you're sitting there watching, you know, a show on TV and missions is happening all around you. And I think that that is what I love about missions so much and what I, I hope that that people really start um, to see. And I mean, because we say all the time, like we we don't we don't want people just to do mission projects. We want them to see themselves on mission with God. Great. One easy way to to like make it a, a simpler step for yourself is to think of it in terms of Micah 6, 8. And mm-hmm. what does the Lord require of you but to do justly? And so when I'm talking to that about my kids, this is about how we make life more fair for people that that life yeah. is, is not fair for. Yeah. Uh, how do we love mercy? How do we sh- show someone grace and forgiveness, um, the same grace and forgiveness that we didn't deserve? How do we show mm-hmm. undeserved grace and forgiveness to others? And to walk humbly with your God, to, to recognize that every moment of your life is is a gift and um, mm-hmm. and and that we serve a God who is powerful. And, uh, and we are not a God, you know, um, like the song. So, you know, how, how do we every day, how do we break it down? How do we make, how do we make things more fair, kind and, and, and loving, um, in Jesus name? Yeah, I love that. And, and I, I always think of it like this. This has been, this has been super helpful for me. I mean, Micah 6 is, is such a verse that we all need to live by and, and just have it within our bones. And I think about Acts 1-8. I mean, I think about, you know, this was Jesus's commission. I mean, this really was the last time here that he, that he is speaking, you know, before his ascension in Acts 1-8. And, and he even says, he said, you know, he said, here's the knowledge that you need. I mean, I, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's going to come uh, to you as a guide and you're going to be my witnesses. And then he, you know, he lays out, you're going to be my witnesses, you know, in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria, and then you're going to take it, you know, to the farthest places of the earth. And so sometimes, you know, when I think about, well, let's just break this down a little bit. What does that look like? I mean, think about those people that are close to you. Think about the people that are in your community that are hurting, that, um, you know, that, that have needs that need to be met. Um, that might exist in your own family. You know, I mean, it might literally be immediate family members. Um, you know, I think about so many people that are in a caretaker role or, um, or have family that are struggling with, with things. And, and so, I mean, it, it might quite literally be, you know, someone who is, who's close to you within your family, friend group, 
work group, whatever. Um, and then you know, and I think that sometimes there. like uh, as Southerners, mm-hmm. um, we laugh about some of the traditions and things like that, that, that happen, um, because you're Southern and, and, and that the older generations do, um, but when you think about it, it was a missional lifestyle that they, that they are, were and are and taught us to live. When we talk about when somebody dies, you bring a casserole and you laugh about that. But the truth is mm-hmm. that's being missional. That's reaching out. That's yeah. ministry in Jesus's name. Um, and that, and that is literally the translation of doing what you can, where you can with what you got. You yes. know, I got some chicken and some rice and some cheese mm-hmm. and some soup. Here's your casserole, you know, mm-hmm. and I yep. love you. And I'm here for you. And it's it's not just saying, here's food to eat. It's a way of saying, I'm here for you mm-hmm. for whatever you need. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. I mean, listen, if, if anything can't make it better, a casserole will do. I will just say. <laughs> you can't go wrong. Chopping. <laughs> there is like a topping or do you like, or do you like a cornflake topping? Mm. What was the first one again? Ritz crackers with butter, extra butter because you know in the South you got to add butter to Ritz crackers. Well, you have to give me a hard choice here, or or frosted flake topping. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw a third option out there, and I'm just gonna say straight cheese. Is that an option? I'm I gotta go straight mm-hmm. cheese because mm-hmm. I mean it's like you know what I what is one of my favorites. I mean it, I need like a good cheesy casserole, like I like the cheese inside, but I like to have the you like, like a crunch. Then I would, yeah, salty sweet combo. Yeah, good like potato casserole, cheesy potato casserole with your cornflakes. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Yes, but don't give it to me just for cornflakes. Like it's gotta be fun. (laughs) But see, what what we're saying is (laughs) casseroles can be missional. (laughs) That's right. Here's your missions casserole. Have a nice day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it is true though. I mean, it is it is what you are saying. It is meeting the needs that are around you in whatever capacity that looks like for you, you know, and, and being, um, you know, just looking at that with a different lens, you know, and I think that's it. I think it, it's like, we always say it takes a shift in thinking to look at and go, Oh, I have a mission field that's right in front of me. You know, like I think about, Oh my goodness, our hospital workers, our medical personnel, our teachers, I mean, just first responders, frontline workers who over the last, you know, year plus, I mean, what a mission field they have been on. I mean, they always have, but you add this extra layer of the fact that we're in the midst of a global pandemic. I mean, that is, that's a mission field, you know? I mean. Yeah. And I think that so often um, affirmation can be a great entryway mm-hmm. into missions. Um, like if you're, if you're on the phone with your child's teacher for a parent teacher conference and just being able to basically say, I see what you've done. I see yeah. how hard you've worked. And I want you to know that this couldn't have happened without you this year. My kid would have literally, you know, my fifth grader would still be in, you know, fourth grade math if, if you hadn't shown up every day on that camera. Yeah. And, and I think that we all see now after, you know, if you're a mom with school age children, you see like, whoo, you yeah. know, thank you, Jesus, for teachers. Yes. Um, you know, it makes, te- it gives a whole new definition to teacher appreciation week. Like, you know, that's a, that's a conversation that you can have. It's just like the thank you mm-hmm. for what you do. And I, and I see that this is your ministry and yeah. I want to acknowledge that. Yes. I have a, a friend of mine, she's an elementary school teacher and I will never forget. She's been doing this for years, 
Um, but she told me before that what she does at the, now this was pre, you know, pre pandemic, uh, but you know, one of the things that she does with her students at the beginning of every year is they come up with a class mission statement and, 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 you know, she's in a, she's in a public school, you know, forum. So, um, you know, there's, only so, you know, so far that you can take that from, um, from a faith-based perspective, but, <clears throat> but I have always loved that because, you know, she, they work together as a class to come up with, you know, some things that are important to them for the year ahead, and um, it is, it, it's such a hard job, and so, I mean, I, I, yeah, I mean, just looking at things like that, um, and that career paths like that, they're, I mean, they are, they're mission fields in and of themselves, and, and the impact that, you know, they have the potential to make, you know? And sometimes I think with teachers too, that especially uh, teachers of faith, like when I, when I taught fifth grade, like what business did I have teaching children? Cause I can't do math. But <laughs> when I taught fifth grade, um, I didn't have to teach math. Actually I was language arts and social studies. Um, so, you know, at the beginning of the year, you tell, tell about yourself, you, you do those little, you know, bubble diagrams mm -hmm. or whatever. And it's not a diorama. Diorama is like a like a Venn diagram box, right? <laughs> anyway, Venn diagram. You've and lost it. You <laughs> see, when you don't you know, lose it, you lose it. You don't use it, you lose it. Yeah, yeah. But like <laughs> important to who I was was yeah. saying that I was a Christian, and I wasn't saying you be a Christian or you be a Christian. But it was interesting how many how that opened doors for other kids to feel like they could say it too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love that. And it does, it, I hope that these conversations that we're going to have each time open the doors for, you know, people listening to see that in themselves, to see, well, I, you know, I might not be a teacher, I might be, you know, this, or I might be, I might be a hairdresser. Guess what? You have people that sit in your chairs every single day, like that is a mission field, you know? I mean, there, we can come up with so many different categories, mm -hmm. um, you know, of, of careers and, and you know, types of people and every single thing is going to have a mission field attached to it. Yeah. And even like when you're thinking about like, well, how does my career as a hairdresser? Well, of course you're talking to people, but how does my career as, you know, working IT, you know, yeah. from home, you know, how is that a mission field? But I think just sometimes we are just in our everyday conversation. Like we said, it's everyday things, but in, in the world today, we are such a politically divided country yeah. that sometimes just being a peacemaker in our conversations is a mission field yeah. and turning conversations back to Jesus yeah. um, is a big part of, of being, you know, doing justly and loving mercy mm -hmm. is, um, is finding, helping others to find common ground in Jesus yeah. name. Yeah. I think that, I mean, that, that is essential. And one of, one of my all time favorite quotes, um, it's from Henry Blackaby, and he actually says this in his study, Experiencing God. He says that, you know, you cannot be in relationship with Jesus and not be on mission. You know, I mean, it, they are one and the same. We have a relationship with Jesus. We are followers of his, um, you know, whether or not we know it or not, we're on mission, right? And, mm -hmm. and you know, I think we, we both feel like this. I mean, there there's, you know, God has you know, purposes in every season that we walk through and, and different roles for us to play in those seasons of life. Like we were talking about motherhood and the early, you know, throes of motherhood. And, you know, that season of life is different as opposed to when your kids get older, as opposed to, you know, someone who's a caretaker for an elderly parent. I mean, anything, I mean, but there's purpose in all of that. And, you know, and, and whatever season that we're, 
that we're walking through and we can be missional in those moments, no matter how big or small they are, you know? You know, Henry Blackaby's wife um, was talking about how she shared Jesus with children. And she said um, that the best way for her to share, share children with, share children, share Jesus with her children and was, was when their mouths were full. <laughs> So mm. give them a snack <laughs> and that is the, you know people say yeah. why do you need snacks in sunday school because yeah. <laughs> when their mouths are full <laughs> listen, yeah listen you want you want a gateway into missions that have something to do with food <laughs> yeah, right that's right have a snack if you want to be to teach kids about missions yeah that's it i mean i, I think that's it and and just looking at like it then it goes back to what you were saying before i mean we you don't need a bunch of big moments like you don't need a bunch of, you know, followers on Instagram, you know, to, to, mm-hmm. to have an influence on the people that are around you. And I, I think it's really, it's really easy for us to get caught up in a lot of that, you know, um, with so much of just how our world is today. And, and I love what you were saying earlier about just being called to be, you know, um, you know, just keeping peace. And, and that is a way of, of us showing Jesus to people, you know, and, and again, in, in a missional way that looks differently than probably what we're used to, you know? And I guess what, you know, this all, if we had to put this all in a nutshell, um, help up in a nutshell, um, then I would say it comes down to being present, right? Yeah. yeah. So if you're scared about all of the rest, if you're scared about how you're going to sound, if you're scared about what you're going to do, then start with just being present and really listening to people. Yes. And that will open so many doors. So if, if, if I had one takeaway for, for this podcast is wherever you are, be there, right? Be present and, and, and always be listening. Yeah. Um, Because God will show us through conversations and, and, um, and just in, in hearing people's thoughts and pains, he will show us, he will give us the lead in to him. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, I think that that's it in a nutshell. It's being present and, and being open, you know, to, to the ways that God's working around you. You know, I mean, we, we laugh and say, well, you know, going to the grocery store, going to Walmart, that's a mission field, you know, but I mean, just being open to, you know, what's in front of your eyes and the people that are around you, because people are hurting I mean, and, you know, no matter where we go, we're going to encounter, you know, we're going to encounter people, we're going to encounter needs, we're going to, you know, encounter issues that come up in life that, that, you know, we kind of have to take a step back from and open our eyes and see what, what is it in front of us, you know, that, that God has us to do in that, you know, and sometimes it is, like you said, sometimes it's just as simple as listening to somebody, you know, I mean, especially coming off the year that we've had in the last year. I mean, so many people just want someone to talk to and listen to them, you know? I mean, so, I mean, it's it's not, you know, organizing these big and, you know, huge projects, which those are great and absolutely have a time and a place, you know? But it's just like you said, it, it's being present in the moment, you know? Be there and, and, and listen. Yeah. Be there and listen and have your heart and your eyes open to what's, right in front of you you know right and it might happen around your own kitchen table <laughs> it might it might be around a, a kangaroo yes. <laughs> i'm gonna have to uh add that to my show to my must watch shows <laughs> it was precious it was the ugliest thing i'd ever seen when they took it out of that mama's pocket but man that was that was wild how that little little bit of nothing that was a joey you know was able to to 
to live and thrive. And, and I guess that's missions, right? That little yeah. bit of nothing that we start with when we give it to God, he lets it, it grow and live and thrive. Mm -hmm. And won't he do it every single time? Like he'll make you hop. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. He, he put some pep in that step, you know, when you need it. <laughs> well, every, you know, every time that we meet, we're going to, you know, this is our very first episode. Um, and, you know, we, as we get into this more, we will, um, I'm sure learn and grow with every episode that we do. But I, you know, our hope is that every time that we come together and we meet here, you know, I think we're, we're showing a different perspective for missions and just encouraging everybody that's listening to see themselves living on mission. And, you know, we're going to cover a lot of different topics. I mean, we, you know, we literally have a whole entire, you know, spreadsheet of <laughs> different things we're covering because missions is so, um, you know, vast. There's so much that we can cover with it. Um, so, you know, I think each time that we meet, you know, we're going to, we're going to uncover a different layer every single time. Um, and, and challenge you, I think, as, as a listener, you know, to, to look at things a little bit differently and, and, um, and, you know, opening, opening yourself up to, you know, what God's doing around you. So I'm excited about this. I think this is going to be a good time. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I, 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 I was teaching Sunday school Sunday before last, and we were talking about Acts 1-8 and, and those last words of Jesus. Yeah. And, um, and I asked the girls, what, what makes you nervous about going into all the world? And, and they had all kinds of reasons. Like, what if people laugh at me? What if they don't want to hear? What if, what if, what if, what ifs? And there are so many what ifs in this world. But at the end of the day, the last thing that Jesus said was, I'm with you always. Yeah. So what if that does happen? Jesus is still with you. What if they don't want to hear? Jesus is still with you. Mm -hmm. What if they ask you hard questions? Jesus is with you. Whatever it is, as, as you are on the mission field, you never go alone. Jesus is with you. Yeah. Always, every moment of every day. Thank goodness. I mean, <laughs> Jesus. yeah, literally, you know, I mean, that's it. I mean, and until the, until the end of age, I mean, until the end of the age, I, I think that that's it. And, and I always get encouraged with that, with that scripture, because I mean, that, you know, his words right before Pentecost happens right before the gospel just spreads like, you know, just wildfire through, you know, through all of these parts of the earth. And I think, you know, what an opportunity we have really, you know, and a privilege truly like a, a privilege to be able um, to step out of our door every single day or be in our home every single day and go, okay, God, you know, here I am, send me, you know, use, use me where you want to use me right now in this season yeah if you ask yourself is that a mission field yes the answer is always yes yeah place anytime yes well we will meet back here very soon and we will dive deep into the waters of everything is missions related and and again just helping us all just to you know create um just a missional lifestyle in the midst of everyday moments like we say Go forth and be present. That's right. All right, guys. Well, we will catch you later. And thanks for listening to Beyond the Moment.